Good evening. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Glad to have you back with us uh, for our second week here of uh, Back to Basics Lutheran Worship is what right. we're talking about. So we kicked that off last week. Uh, yeah. Live studio audience, thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Always the big crowds here, uh, but, you know, we'll somehow manage to find space if you want to come out next week and join us in person. It diminished uh, we'll, we'll by half. Some... I'm a little nervous now. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming. Um, we got a microphone. It's quality if you have over questions <laughs> Or, or want to engage, please feel free. We'll, we'll connect you up. And if you're uh, participating online, Emmanuel, are you, can you facilitate questions there or not? We can. If yes. You, you, we'll do our best to try to facilitate any input from online if you can. Because we get to talk about worship in the beginning of worship. But if you'd let me pray us in, I would. Uh, By all means. Lord, uh, thank you for moving into our lives, drawing near to us, drawing us near to you for this discussion. Uh, may we grow in a deeper understanding of worship and what you're doing uh, in us and among us when we come here together as community. More than anything, Lord, help us to experience a fuller measure of, uh, of your love and your grace for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, Pastor Eric, last week we entered into a discussion about liturgy as the work of the people, and we kind of moved into then talking about just what that was and what that looked like, and then tonight we were going to talk about the beginning part of worship, Yeah, I believe. So what, what is the beginning part of worship? What is that called? What is that? The, well, I guess the beginning, we talked about part of this broken down to four sections yeah. of, of worship, and last week we shared that it's really this goes back to the beginning of Christian worship, that we've got documents from the middle of the second century that lays out the way that Christians worshiped, and it's in this pattern of gathering and word and meal and sending. No. So the first step is the gathering. And interesting enough, we have a pile of books here. We have a pile <laughs> of books here. <laughs> Some of them look like they're probably from the first century, I think. Um, Maybe not that old, but, you know, we did talk about not. how, yeah, this is a pattern that has been followed for centuries and centuries and centuries uh, by, by the church. And so here we've got a variety of Lutheran hymnals. What's the oldest one we got there? Oh, yeah, where did that book go? I'm, it's not in your hand? It was. <laughs> I don't actually see it. So the oldest one that we had uh, was oh. a Norwegian hymnal from 19... 1913. 13. Okay. It was the three Norwegian churches that had come to America from Norway. They got together and made their own hymnal. So it was from 1913 was the copyright. Okay. Here in America that we have, that I have, that, that we found. Okay. What else do we um, got with us tonight? Well, then we also have, these are actually my, my family's hymnals. Okay. So my great grandfather was a pastor, but this is my, my grandma's hymnal. And my grandpa's hymnal, now I'm assuming that the women's hymnals were red and the men's hymnals were black for some reason, but I don't know if that's true. Just the color, they're mm -hmm. the, same, they're the yeah. same kind of copy that we had before. And then this is my dad's. Mm -hmm. But what I think is cool about these is, I mean, these are from like, oh, what did we say? We got, 1958, I think? Yeah, they're like a 1958 year. So I know for a, a fact that you had this hymnal coming out in like... The 1950s or whenever it was. Yeah, 1958 mm -hmm. is this version. And I think this would have been the old red one. Yeah. For those so of you, you got the one red copy. So yeah. yeah, when South Canyon got started, it would have been with the red, the red hymnal. So and then we moved to black. And then or the black hymnal is what they called it. 
they, they had a black one and then the green one and then the red one. Yep, so um, I, like you, grew up with the, the, green, the one, green one, the LBW, and not red, cranberry. That's, oh, yes, that's cranberry how we have to distinguish to the cranberry distinguish between, between the, yeah, the, the red <laughs> color. So. I mean, so, but, but what's the point? It's like when we go through these updates, and it's every, you know, 20, 30 years or so that it seems yeah. like we get updated hymnals with maybe some supplements or something like that in between. You know, things change. What change? Yeah, I mean, so things change, but we also talked about how there's constancies, right. this pattern. Like, so what kind of changes might we find? I actually if we noticed were, that. These hymnals don't have amazing grace and how great the art in them. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Those are like staple, staple Christian songs, right? Or for, they seem to be staple. Mm-hmm. But I wonder why they're not in the hymnal. Maybe they sang them by memory or something. But yeah. did they change? Because culture changes and our music and interaction with worship tries to kind of meet that. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that my family's names are all printed on these. Yeah. Just as a way of, you bought your own hymnal back then, I mm-hmm. assume. Yeah. I, I can't ask any of these people that, but you maybe remember if you're watching, if you're older than us, if you had to purchase your own hymnal mm-hmm. and you got your name on it and brought it to church and took it home and all that yeah. stuff, but it's kind of cool to think about yeah. that change and right. that the... So 20 years later then... Music changes, instruments change, except, mm-hmm. you know, we looked through here, didn't we? Yeah. Like, minus some Thouists and these yeah. and... Lordeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the They're, language the is updated a, a little bit, but yeah, I mean, and that's, similar. and we'll probably talk about this more in different yeah, places, we, but like, part of that is because some of the language is not just, you know, decades old, you know, it's centuries and millennia right. old even, and so yeah. there's certainly going to be some constancy there, even as there's updated, and they added amazing grace to the hymnal, and in the red one, or the cranberry one, rather, they added shine, Jesus, shine, and, you know, along the way, they cut a few out. I think usually probably based upon what's actually being sung. Right. You know, you got ones in the hymnals that just aren't getting used. I mean, kind of the same way that they, you know, picked out what was going to go into the early canon of the Bible. Right. right. Sorting through the the scriptural text that way. Yeah. I know if you were here last week, we invited you to take a hymnal or if you were watching online to come and get a hymnal. If you're in the studio audience, you can certainly grab the cranberry one in front of you and we can, you know, just kind of pay attention to it Mm -hmm. because it's... It's a tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mean. And I think there's a lot more in here than, than most people realize. Right. You know, if you're, if you're coming in, I think most people, you know, we've got our hymn numbers in, you flip through, and of course there's all of the hymns in there with their numbers, but there's a lot of additional stuff in there as, right. as well. Um, and so as we try and dig into this, like one of the first places that you might, might look is page 91. Sort of broken down, you got page numbers and then you've got hymn numbers. So the early ones are the page numbers. Um, but if you go to page 91, you get that structure of, of worship that we've been talking about. I don't know if you can see that through the camera yeah. or not. 91 and, yeah, sorry, 92 and 93. But gathering, word, way at the beginning. meal, sending. Yeah. And talks a little bit about what all of those things are. And then if you look into it, um, uh, 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 with the details and the specifics there, then you see all these different parts of the service that you probably recognize many if you've worshipped in a Lutheran church like ours or a Catholic church or an Episcopal right. church or many other denominations, um, but they're familiar and they're plopped into these four basic sections. Yeah. Which last week we re- read, I remember, some of the ancient church fathers. Yeah, Justin like Martyr. Yeah, yeah Justin Martyr. That, that's the way they, we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. We've been handing on 
this tradition for 2,000 some years mm -hmm. and really even more right. when we get into some language I'll share that mm -hmm. a, a little bit but yeah I think it's it's kind of beautiful yeah and we've gotten away from you know some people have asked me why don't we use our hymnals in worship or something well we do we've just gotten so used to having bulletins and printed or screens mm -hmm. that we don't Say, open up to page 129 and then wait for everybody to go. We promise it's coming here from, <laughs> yeah, from here, though. <laughs> from now on, though. <laughs> We're doing that. So, I mean, we've got this structure, but one of the other things that we wanted to talk about in terms of liturgy and order of worship, I mean, I think sometimes people think of us as like a liturgical tradition. Right. You know, which we are. Yeah. Um, and that other churches aren't. And that other churches right. aren't. I mean, but... I would suggest that every church has liturgy. Yeah. Insofar as, as liturgy is just the order and movement of a service. And I, I guarantee you that you go to any church that's worshiping, even if it just feels like it's music and a sermon, they are thinking very intentionally about the movement through the music and the song orders and when there might be what is a seemingly impromptu prayer. Right. It's intentional. We talked um, last week about work of the people, mm -hmm. and every community of faith has a intentional movement process, whatever, mm -hmm. if you pay attention. Right, yeah, right. If you pay attention. And we didn't, I'd invite you to pay attention if you go to a different church sometime. Try it out. See. See yeah. if you can see what they're doing based on what you're learning here mm -hmm. and make like a make a comparison there. Yeah, I, I actually found it really interesting. I took a class that um, was on religions from around the world, or actually Christian churches okay. from around the world, in Chicago, and we went and visited all of these different denominations, and uh, it, it was an interesting lens to kind of look at it through, because hmm. you would have some, you know, real Orthodox churches that were pretty, you know, strict in their liturgy and felt kind of like this, uh, you know, and then you would have ones that had nothing obvious. There was no, the Lord be with you, you know, yeah. risk call response, things like that. But looking at it, you could see, oh, all right, I see what we're doing there. And, you know, I can take, could take some of the things that I might call offering or greeting or prayer of the day and say, that's what they just did right there. Yeah, nice. They, they would never call it that, um, but th that's what it was. But they had an opening prayer. Yeah. <laughs> Which set the tone for the worship service. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's so interesting that we're still united like that, mm -hmm. even if we might not think about it that way. Yeah. And, and that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But I, I do think that, you know, the nature of the liturgy, if you're looking at it from church to church, you know, there is going to be a liturgy right. for pretty mm -hmm. much any worship service. Um, but the liturgy itself tells you a fair amount about the, uh, the congregation um, and, and about the beliefs of yeah. that particular community. Um, you know, what's lifted up, what's there, you know, what is there because it's important in terms of right. their own beliefs. Well, and that's so. a good segue into like our Lutheran tradition because we very intentionally craft our words <laughs> and right. our service really to, to, to fit and have a starting point that's the mm -hmm. same. Um, and so that's, you know, if other churches are different, they're yeah. doing something different, but they're still doing liturgy. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, speaking of starting points, yeah. that's where we're at. I mean, so first section here, the gathering. Our starting point in the gathering. Yes. But we wanted to talk about gathering in terms of just generally, like we understand as the hymnal says here, the Holy Spirit calls us together as the people of, of God. Right. Which we're is invited. to say, yes, we're, we're in, invited. And I know that like, I've, I've used language just in the sort of welcome at the beginning of the, serv the service that sort of gets that it's, I'm really grateful that God has gathered us together, that yeah. God has called you to this place this morning, because that is our understanding. That right. 
Obviously, we say yes. I wonder if we think about it like, oh, I'm, I'm not here randomly. Yeah. I mean, I don't think about it like that all the time, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool too. No, but I do think it makes a difference if we really believe that the people that are assembled here on any given morning or evening or wherever it may be are here not just by accident or entirely, you know, right. on their own whims, but uh, because in some way, shape, or form, the Holy Spirit is gathering people together. Yeah, to hear God's word, God's love, God's movement in life, mm-hmm. really. I mean, and it's a calling. Mm-hmm. Questions from the audience? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's great. Holy Spirit gathers us, calls us. We start with that foundational belief, mm-hmm. and then we move into worship, mm-hmm. acknowledging that we're not here on our own, uh, I don't know, what, what do you say, will, even. We've been called. Yes. So here we are, and then what do we do? Well, our service starts um, almost always here. Very rarely do we not do either. Right. It's almost always either a confession and forgiveness. Right. Or a thanksgiving for baptism. Yep. Um, and those, like, if, even if you look at the way that they're laid out in the hymnal, they're, they're sort of like a thing apart, yeah. um, you know, before we sort of get into the other this stuff. I mean, so what's that about? Because we're talking about theology and right. what that s- says about what's important to a community. Yeah. And so here we have at the beginning confession and forgiveness or, the- or thanksgiving for baptism. That's our play. We start as Lutherans at this place of acknowledging our need for Christ mm-hmm. and, and God's love and forgiveness and Jesus' cross. And so our unifying place is, is, our, is our sin mm-hmm. and, and our need for that. So where we start in the... Not gap, for sin. What? Our need for sin? No, our need, no you're right. No, you're, you're, our, yeah. Not, our need for sin, our need for grace, and our need for Christ and the fact that we are all sinners. And mm-hmm. so essentially we want to make sure we begin worship all on the same level playing field of sinners in need of God. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be Paul's words so that no one can boast, mm-hmm. all that stuff. We mm-hmm. start there, but then we hear God's word of forgiveness. Yeah. So we acknowledge that we're sinners in need of God's grace who receive it. Mm-hmm. And so we come to church and begin at the same place. Mm-hmm. No matter whether we've had a good week or a bad week, we say we all need Jesus. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Christ meets us here. Mm-hmm. So we start at that foundation. Yeah. That's why we start there. Or if it's the affirmation of baptism, we start at that same place that Christ claims us, all of us, in baptism. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving for baptism. Yes. We, so, yeah, we give thanksgiving. We give thanks for baptism as in we give thanks that the Lord's brought us mm-hmm. here all under that same water of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. In both cases, we're starting with this condition of sin that we all share, right. um, which is a pretty and significant me. starting point for Lutheran theology. Um, we're starting there, and we're starting by allowing God to address it. Yeah, right. You know, right, either yeah. through confession and then receiving forgiveness, or when we do a thanksgiving for baptism, it's looking to those waters of, of baptism and acknowledging it that in baptism we have received that forgiveness. Right. Um, in either case, you know, we're starting with sin, problem for all of us, God, solution. Yeah. You know, and I, I kind of think of it visually, you know, a lot of churches, not ours here, but have a, a, a baptismal fonts like right at the, the, the entry. Yeah. yeah, at the back as you sort of come through. Uh, 
a lot of Catholic churches will have those little things at the door mm -hmm. with like yep. a little baptismal water. And I kind of think of it that way in terms of the liturgy. It's like we're entering through this space into yeah. the rest of the service through these waters of grace and forgiveness. Every single time that we enter into this worship space and go through these pieces of the liturgy, whether it's the confession and forgiveness or thanksgiving for baptism, we're getting washed anew mm -hmm, um, yeah. of, our, of our sin. And it's then as that newly cleansed, whiter than snow person that we, you know, move forward into the service, um, you know. And it's a rhythm. Yeah. Six days. And then we got on the seventh. You got six days of getting and filthy we, and then, you well, know. And then we get on the seventh, we get recreated mm -hmm. anew, yeah. right? Through baptism and worship and word and grace and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. and that's, that's our pattern. Mm -hmm. And it's, I like it. Yeah. I like that. And then usually after the confession and forgiveness, however that works, if it's that or Thanksgiving for baptism, we might sing a song, mm -hmm. do something corporate together, or mm -hmm. communal and worship, and then we move into that piece of worship that that we uh, we might call the the Kyrie or the hymn, mm -hmm. or we do something acknowledging again. Uh, God's work. Yeah. Somehow or other, we are responding to the forgiveness. Right. We, we're responding to the gift. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, that can be any number of different ways, right? It's like the Kyrie is one, right? A pretty traditional way of response. And, it's a uh, very liturgical word as well. It's a very liturgical the word. The Kyrie. You, 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 you want to say more about that liturgical word? The since Kyrie eleison. Right? The, the Kyrie, we say that, like we got the Kyrie. It means Lord, is really, but in worship, that name Kyrie is just Lord have mercy. Uh -huh. That's all it is. Yeah. And so you, you hear forgiveness, or you confess, you hear forgiveness, and then you say, Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. And then the congregation might say, and also upon you, or something mm -hmm. like that, right? But it's you, you claim that, Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about that all week, because we were discussing at the beginning of the week the order, how it was supposed to work, and yeah. why wouldn't you ask for God's mercy beforehand? But right. what, what I, it was interesting, because we're actually talking about, we're moving already in the beginning of the service, not about us, but about what God does for us, mm -hmm. and with us, and unto us. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord have mercy is this proclamation that we're asking for mercy mm -hmm. while simultaneously confessing that God gives it. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy, and our heart is supposed to be moving to the belief that God does. Yeah. And I was looking through scripture, and that's the word that people cry out to Jesus. You have the Canaanite woman, Lord have mercy upon me. You have that tax collector, God have mercy on me, a sinner. You have the two blind men, Lord, have mercy upon us, heal mm -hmm. us. And we, when you think about it that way, mm -hmm. we're doing something in worship that people did to Christ when he was born. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. And he's the risen Christ. So we're connected to those very same people who not only cried out for God's mercy, mm -hmm. but saw it in the cross. Yeah. And then it starts to become this profound like unifying thing across time. And we talked about that last week a lot. Yeah. Sort of the, you know, the continuity of things across time, you know, going back to these biblical stories and people's relationships with the historical Jesus in, embodied. Yeah. Um, you know, but the way that the liturgy then stretches outward all over the world and is used in all sorts of different churches. I right. mean, so time and space, you know, it, 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 we're connected. Yeah, and by, even uh, even in the Jewish faith, we're connected. Yeah, 
they were using that word uh, in the third and, cent- and second century BC, mm-hmm. before Jesus, yeah. for uh, as foundation, uh, Kyrie mm-hmm. was a word being used for Yahweh. And yeah. In the Septuagint, actually. Yeah, so you said it's the Greek translation. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's the Greek translation. So uh-huh. it's just in the Septuagint is the Greek version of the Old Testament that Greek-speaking Jews had before Jesus. So and after as well. It was what the Christians claimed yeah. initially. And so, so Kyrie is the name of, of Yahweh, Yahweh in Greek. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then, and I just that's just really interesting, right? That we've grabbed a hold of that language and 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 claimed it as well. So there's this, you know, strange way when we think about the language that on, on one hand, we've got this stuff that goes millennia deep, right. you know, down through these, these traditions. I mean, in the particular words, the word itself goes deep. Right. I mean, and, you know, we'll see that in other spots in our, our liturgy where it's like, this is not a phrase that it gets thrown together. And so on one hand, you know, we've got that stuff that, you know, is rooted in history and tradition going way back and then on the other there's this sense of you know it's really not about the word yeah the semantics of it and saying just the right thing it's about kind of this pattern that we're talking about coming in and i can confess my sins in any number of different ways it's not about me getting just the right word you know, yeah. it's a much towards, towards God's. And if I stumble over the words or we don't do it just as it's printed in the book, that's not particularly important. Right. Um, you know, in the same way with any of these other things, it's about this movement of confession and receiving forgiveness and then responding. And we can respond to that grace with Kyrie eleison, you know, words going back millennia or, you know, sing shine, Jesus, shine. Sure. Yeah. You know, it, it, the, the important part is what's going on there is the response. Yeah. You know, and understanding that's the, the movement, that's the structure, and yeah. And we've been trying to stress that, actually, f- for you, as, as we learn, that we have this beautiful tradition handed on, but the tradition is intended to facilitate a living, active faith, mm-hmm. not just be, like, memorize words that you say, and then you go, oh, I did that, I said the Kyrie, I did the confession, I did the communion, yeah. I'm going to home. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's intended to set you free and give you a pattern and an example. And the movement or the process or the relationship is, is what it's about. So, yeah. yeah. And that's also why our hymnals can evolve over time. Yeah. You know, that it's not about this particular phrase. The language evolves and needs to evolve because the point is actually to help facilitate this experience. Yeah. Um, and if the language is no longer resonant with people and it's no longer helping them to confess their sins or receive God's forgiveness or respond to the forgiveness that we've received, if the language itself is out of touch in such a way that it's not speaking to people, well, then we're not doing what we're doing or right. trying to do even if we're saying the same words. Right, yeah. And, and that's, it's the work of the people. It's a communal thing. Mm-hmm right too like it it has to be done together yeah and it, therefore it changes with because people change because people change yeah. yeah even if an individual person might not change people as a group we change and, mm-hmm. yeah our, so we're our, doing the same thing but we're doing different things yeah our connections always it's intended to to lead us into a common relationship even if we i'm not going to say don't like it but mm-hmm. it, it moves us outside of ourselves, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> and says you're part of something bigger, and that's God's work in community, mm-hmm. and that makes a difference, mm-hmm. and that's how Christ wants us to be, because mm-hmm. right after the Kyrie, we greet everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like we're reestablishing that communal relationship. Oh, the Lord be with you. 
And also with you. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> the you grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the yeah. love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with, be with you, all. you all. And also, with you. oh, now we're connected. Now it's not just the pastor leading from the whatever yeah. pulpit or the ladder or the higher up. It's we're all together singing and also with you. You needed to. Yeah, and, and that is the point of that moment there. It's, it's building the connection to the pastor, whoever else may be leading that's, that's up front in that capacity and, you know, the assembly that's gathered together because we're not up here because we're, like, super special or anything like that, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry, right. sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Seriously? You're going to have a bad night tonight, aren't you? Huh? The shame. <laughs> you know, I mean, but right. that's why the language is, you know, is... is called it's not like i mean and this is a lutheran a different understanding of um of ordination and ministers and so on it's not that you know we were ordained and became like magically different people right, right. So, you know we understand it as sort of a call to to serve and being called out and by the congregation or the larger church body and so on and so you know in that given moment of the greeting you know there's this just sort of point of connection of yeah we're apart but we're, we're together you know and right. we're coming we're part of the same body it's not that we're somehow different I, yeah and i always like to th I, I i really like for me personally I, it's really meaningful to worship in sanctuary spaces that are round mm -hmm. i mean i like our sanctuary spaces beautiful and we got windows and all that stuff but i actually it's less meaningful to me to worship in rows where we see the back of each other's heads than it is to see each other's faces. Yeah. Because when I say, the Lord be with you, or we name of the Father, mm -hmm. Son, Holy Spirit, whatever, <clears throat> it's, it's, to me, it's like God is plopping God's self right down in the middle of us. Mm -hmm. And we all have to look through God to see each other. It's kind of how that works. For yeah. me and my heart, like I got to look through the Trinity to see my congregation and they have to look through the Trinity to see me and then we're all united. Yeah. And the, the, the head back ahead thing doesn't always work for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there, anyway, there's that's definitely... Just, that's there's, my personal thing. No, I mean, there's definitely something about the circle as a space that, you know, <laughs> ties us all together a little more and uh, breaks down yeah. maybe that, that distance a little more so than, than our, our rows. And we always and, have to say, turn around and say the peace be with you to your neighbor, but the front people turn around while the back people are turned around, and then we're all facing the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> that's just different, you know? And that's still cool, but, you know. It's, uh, Logistical challenges of right, energy, know. you know. <laughs> and I'm just weird, so we all know that, so it's fine. <laughs> so we got the service. We yeah. were gathered together by the Holy Spirit, yeah. as we, we talked about. We came through uh, this issue of sin that we all share together by, you know, the grace of God, either by receiving a proclamation of forgiveness or by turning to the waters of baptism. Somehow or other, we responded, and I'll just note, like, Worship Sunday, this will be the pattern. Right. We, it, it is the pattern. You know, we'll, we'll come together and we'll respond. There'll be some sort of song after that. Then we'll have the greeting. I was laughing earlier because I said one of the, the liturgy people that, you know, sort of I, I respect and teaches a lot talks about sort of the greetings and how he'll do it at that point. I mean, because it's this like honoring of, of each other, I'm going to get up and, and, and embody this. I'm actually really excited. <laughs> but, you know, he'll do it. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And just a full, <laughs> deep bow. Um, because it's, it's this moment of, you know, just honoring one another um, yeah. and so maybe maybe sunday I'm you're start you're doing that well you're you're presiding <laughs> on sunday so you'll have the first crack at it if nice. you want uh, the full deep on on bow and so 
So we'll have that greeting, uh, and, and then we will follow that up by the prayer of the day. And what should we say about the prayer of the day? I actually think we neglect that sometimes in our just, we don't think about what that is. Mm-hmm. It's the space where we've, we've done all the relational stuff now. We have a prayer, then this is what we're about today. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's actually one of the hardest pieces of worship for me, because it's a sentence, <laughs> or two sentences, yeah. but it is really like the mm-hmm. topic sentence of the worship that we're throwing out that our God, dear, whatever, gracious God, may mm-hmm. we be, or may this yeah. happen, or we thank you for your abiding mercy in Jesus Christ as you saved, as you gave the blind man sight, so open our eyes to see our neighbors mm-hmm. and, and love them more in the world, even if they're different from us. That's a big deal. Yeah. As a parishioner and a worshiper, that's the thing we go, oh, this is what this service is about. Mm-hmm. I should be paying attention to that theme. It's like yeah. that in that sense. And we because pray that to God. Because the texts for the prayer of the, the day, as we draw them, um, you know, they accompany the readings. And so we, we will write and pray some of our own prayers in other spaces. We but do. the prayer of the day is, is one that is given to us and reflects the themes that we're going to hear in the reading right. that follows and that we'll find at different spots throughout the, the service. And so, yeah, it is that, this is what we're talking about today. And I'm always reluctant to change it mm-hmm. because if you don't know and how we put worship together, the, on any given Sunday, because Christian churches have largely gotten together and said, hey, we don't have anything to unify us except for the Bible, so let's pick the text we're going to read and so we're all following not all Mm -hmm. but a lot of protestant denominations and catholic are following the revised common lectionary which is agreed upon Mm -hmm. selection of texts we've also in large agreed upon the prayer of the day yeah and so at any given time on a sunday morning there's thousands of christians praying the same prayer to god trying to turn their focus as best they can towards the same focus towards the same text towards and it's it's beautiful if you think about it. If you don't, it's like, all right, prayer of the day. Mm-hmm. And, but it's pretty profound. Really. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something, we talked last week about that balance between continuity and tradition and sort of um, novelty and newness and its ability to engage us in different ways when we sort of innovate and you pay attention when it's, oh, this is different. Um, and that, that balance there. But I do think that, you know, we, in a lot of different spaces, and we'll probably talk about the lectionary yeah. a little more next week, but uh, we value this connection. And when we say work of the people, we value the connection between people, not just in our building, but in the church, you know, across the world and across time. Yeah. Um, and so things like the prayer of the day that we know are being spoken all over the place, um, that connection is something that we value and yeah. like you said you know I, I i would not be eager to go away from the prayer of the day as it is, is written for just that reason right. that we the work of the people is not just the people in this building but it's the people in the other churches you know here in yeah. rapid and you know across the state and the country and the world yeah know. and it's never really about just us it's about god's movement within us among us mm-hmm. and out of us into the world and mm-hmm. so we have to have that focus yeah that's the gathering that's the gathering and so do you guys uh, have questions you don't have to but we do have a microphone if you want to ask them <laughs> we gained we gained one more than last week here at, mm-hmm. so that's great thank you we, now i feel better i was feeling pretty uh 
pretty broken. So we're trending the in the right direction. Yeah, we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. But if no questions from you, um, if you're out there, we hope that you're learning more and, and finding some meaning and gaining a deeper understanding of what, what's happening to you and to us as a community when we come together for worship. So thanks for joining us today. Anything else? I don't think so. Um, that's our transition piece. You know, the prayer of the day, like you said, attaches to the scriptures, and we're going to move next week into that second section of the four pieces of worship, from the gathering time to the word time. All right. And so cool. that's where we'll be next week, and we hope that you'll be back. And again, you are welcome to join us in this space. We hope to see our our you know attendance levels trending in you know this current it's trending direction. Up. But uh, we'll be here either way. So, blessings and have a good night. <laughs>